Welcome to the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. This is Scott, and on this episode, we have Chris Gerhardt, and uh, Chris is a father, a business owner, and uh, probably one of my favorite things is he runs a podcast called Beyond the Comfort Zone, and um, if you've been listening to anything I've been saying lately, uh, comfort is enemy of greatness, and so um, I'm definitely drawn to that. I've known Chris for six months, but we kind of seem to see eye to eye. And um, so I invited him and here we are. How are you doing, Chris? I'm good. I'm good. Awesome. How are you today? Uh, it's Sunday. So um, just kind of chill. I did an yeah. hour of stretching, which is a new part of my routine. Uh, so I'm feeling a little more limber than normal. And so awesome. well. um, do you have morning routines? I do. Um, so I, I do a morning routine on my non work days. Um, of course, I, one of the things I do is running a gym. Um, and so on my, I coach at, at five thirty in the morning, oh. three days a week. So on those days, my routine is pretty short. Um, on my other days, it's, uh, it's longer, but yeah, I do have a morning routine. I, I think that they're, I think they're very important. Yeah. Uh, I, obviously think that um so hey let's let's uh, learn a little bit about you you just got done saying you own a gym in Texas. Yes. i happen to know that uh we actually met through business uh so that was uh that was our connection but uh tell us about your family uh just, like give us a little background if you will okay cool um yeah so um i've been married for 20 years um we just had our 20th anniversary and um we have three boys. Uh, my oldest is 16, almost 17. Uh, my middle one is 13, almost 14. Then I have one that just turned nine. Yeah. So we live, live in Texas, um, kind of just South of the, the Metroplex out. We live out in the country. Um, and, uh, we live in a, a 113 year old farmhouse and we like projects and antiques awesome. and stuff like that. So, Oh, that's cool. I did not know that about you. Uh, yeah. Pretty awesome. So, uh, we, um, my wife and I kind of, that's kind of been our, our thing for probably the last year is probably to, um, kind of get the kids through school, which our boys are very similar aged, uh, 16 and 12. So, um, but you know, not getting them out of the school district, but man, we would love to live on a, like a, a bigger piece of property, a ranch, something like that. Um, and, it just it's it's one of our goals so uh is it awesome is it all it sounds to be <laughs> you know it is so we've we've okay. done it two ways um we did it the expensive way where we bought property and built a house and all that and um you know that deal was really cool until 2008 <laughs> um and in 2008 everything kind of went to hell and 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 all of a sudden having a gigantic mortgage mortgage was not cool and uh, we survived that, but learned that debt is not fun. And so, uh, you know, begin to think about finances a little bit differently. And, and uh, so we sold that house and um, found this one. We were actually looking to downsize and we accidentally found this one. Uh, but it's an old, it's a five bedroom, two and a half bath, uh, two story wraparound porch farmhouse on 20 acres. And, uh, we had, we had 20 acres before, so not really a ranch, but it's, it's enough land to pull around with, but we really like it. Yeah. Um, you know, having the room, having the freedom to 
kind of do what you want is pretty awesome. Um, like even right now we're, we're looking, we're about to start building a cabin, um, an Airbnb cabin. We're going to build it kind of out in the, out in the <clears throat> wood. There's a little wooded area right behind the house. We're going to set it out back there. And, um, so yeah, you just kind of have the freedom to do those things almost on a whim if you decide to. So that's fun. Yeah, dude, mark me down as one of your first people to come visit because uh, like three, four weeks ago, we were trying to just get away for the weekend with my boys actually during the week and uh -huh. we're in north of Dallas. So it's probably an hour and a half drive to you or depending on the traffic, but we were trying to come down in that area and we just couldn't find anything and, and being like out like in the woods would be insanely cool. That's a great idea. I love that. Um, I would call 20 acres. I mean, that's a lot of land. That's fun. You can hop on a machine, yeah. drive through it. And oh yeah. Shoot guns and do all the things that I would just love to do on my own property. That sounds like a little piece of heaven actually. Yeah, um, yeah. So this week and last week I've been uh, talking a lot, posting a lot, and it's been really on my mind. It's always on my, on my mind. We, at the Brotherhood, we have a, um, uh, a continuum. It's called our comfort growth continuum. And so it, it's basically a line and it has different spots in it. Well, at, at the end of the, uh, the bad end of the line is comfort. And at the other end of the line is abundance. And, you know, abundance can be explained so many different ways, you know, abundance in your fitness, abundance in your finances, abundance in your relationships. Um, but I truly believe that comfort is the enemy of abundance. And, um, and so I, I try to kind of attack every day with, I need to get outside of my comfort zone. It's helped me do a lot of things that I wasn't comfortable with podcasting, send, putting up videos on Facebook. Uh, a lot of times working out, you know, I actually enjoy working out, but just some days it's very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I'm because of the, the, uh, the name of your podcast, I'm thinking you kind of have the same mindset. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, a few years ago, I, um, I don't know if, if you've had that epiphany where you, uh, you know, you're reading a book, you're doing a thing and maybe it, generally you, you start sort of searching when things are not going the way you want and you have this, this, this thing comes to you and you're like, man, I am, I'm a mess. Yep. Like I am really like really messed up. <laughs> and if you've never had that epiphany, it'll probably come one day. Um, you just reach that point, call it a midlife crisis, whatever, call it, you know, waking up out of your, you know, your everyday life and, and seeing that you're, you're missing a lot of things, but got to that point and really just began trying to figure a lot of things out um, about me and, and how to improve and get better. And the more I did that, the more um, I found that it fit into what I do with the gym stuff, because you just see that almost everybody that comes to see me, you know, we do small group personal training and they're all want to do the same thing and, and everybody has those same struggles. And so, um, but like you said, the, the problem is, is, is it's really, really uncomfortable work. Um, you know, when you start working through really trying to improve, it, it's, it's horribly uncomfortable. Um, but anyways, you know, work through that and, and really just started growing, learning and, and started learning how much I didn't know. Uh, Cause I think part of comfort is thinking that you have it all figured out. And there is a huge amount of discomfort when you learn that, you know, I've used, like we've talked about on the podcast, my podcast that I do, um, you know, how what happens is you go through life and you're in this ego position where, you know, you think that you know 90% of what you need to know. And then what happens is, you know, I think when you start really working on things, what you figure out is you don't know 90%, you know 10. 
And then as a scary position to be in, it's like, oh my gosh, I, I thought I knew all this and I don't. And so, um, so anyways, um, and, and I just, I started opening up to different things and started having some new opportunities, meeting new people. And, and, uh, I met a, uh, actually reached out to someone kind of like you talked about doing things you're not comfortable with and doing a podcast is horribly uncomfortable for me. Um, it was, and, uh, I reached out to someone locally who had kind of moved in the area. was like really making a splash in kids fitness. I mean, like really, I mean, he is hitting a home run and I'm like, I just messaged him one day and I'm like, Hey, we seem to work in the same industry and we don't know each other. And I feel like we should. And so I don't know, six weeks went by a month, something like that. And he reached out, you know, or he's kind of like, yeah, at the time he reached out, he's like, Hey, let me, let me come by me. We need to talk. So we talked for like three hours that day and you know what had happened? He's a young guy. He kind of had really, uh, went through this rough period right after college where he didn't know what he wanted to do and kind of fell apart. And he tells a story, you know, how he kind of became suicidal and had to really start figuring things out for himself. He did it earlier, much earlier than I did. You know, I'm 43 now. And, um, for me, I guess I had the perfect midlife crisis at about 40, <laughs> but <laughs> his was earlier. So anyway, you know, so we just started talking about that and those types of things, which are not normal conversations you just open up with, but we went there pretty early. And, and after he left, I, I, I messaged him. I said, you know what? I feel like we should do a, a podcast or something. And really I had the idea of more, uh, basically just to create a connection with people out in the community of some sort. Um, and he brought someone else in. And, and so anyway, so we started it and we just, we were all three into growth. We're in this point where we were growing and um, learning. And, and we were actually talking about just this week, how much we've both changed and grown over the last year since we've known each other and how, I mean, his business is really just growing, growing, growing. Um, I've added a couple of other uh, small businesses to what I do. And, uh, you know, we were just talking about how it just once you start opening up and, and you, you start looking for new opportunities, you be open to new things and you're willing to be uncomfortable. Just all this stuff starts coming to you. And, right. and so anyways, it's, it's pretty cool. It's been pretty cool. Yeah. You said a few things that um, really strike a chord. One, you said, you know, you had this epiphany that yeah. mess. And, um, if like Josh and I shared our, our, origin stories of what kind of drove us to do brotherhood of fatherhood. And it really was that big epiphany. Um, his, you know, mine was kind of internal. It was, it was, it was forced by external. Um, his was forced by external where we were able to like look at our lives from a different angle and be like, Holy crap. Uh, we got to fix this where we kind of realized we didn't have it figured out because I was living in, in total comfort. Uh, and, but when I stepped outside of it, it was horrible. Obviously yeah. people, people live in a horrible comfort, like their comfort is like destroying their lives. Um, he had the same thing. And I talked to many men on the phone, um, doing podcasts and interviews and, um, just getting to know men. And there's a huge difference between the men that I've talked to who've had some sort of life epiphany, some sort of defining moment and those that haven't. And those that haven't, and I won't name names because I don't want to call anybody out, but those that haven't seem like they, they talk like they've got stuff figured out, but they don't have it. They, they have no direction. They're just working. They're going through the motions. And, I'm, and, and I honestly feel like it's my mission to show men that they don't have it figured out. Like It's almost against, I'm like pushing like you, 
if you feel comfortable, something's wrong. If you think yeah. you got it figured out, something's wrong. And just like you, that when I hit that point, it was like, I have to learn. And I went straight into learning. And what we're trying to provide is a, a fast track. Like, figure out that you got something going on. You don't have everything figured out. And here's some tools. Mm -hmm. um, so complacency is just a really, really, big, really bad place to be. And you see a big problem with people coming into your gym. And that's kind of the mindset that needs to focus, it's not just working out. There's so many other things that need to happen here. Yeah. 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 So, you know, and, and I, I call it addiction to your own drama. I love um, it. And so when you're addicted to your own drama, you're perfectly comfortable with all your, I don't know if we can cuss on this podcast, but your own BS, you know? Um, so, I mean, when you're addicted to your own bullshit and you're happy with it, then that's where you're going to sit. And, uh, and then, it, but you can't see it while you're sitting in it. It's kind of funny. It's like a kid sitting in a dirty diaper and they don't know they're dirty. So. I, I told this story on the podcast. I have an extremely similar story. It's, it's about a guy who walks into a bathroom and he's hit with the, the smell and then he's in there for a while. It's the same thing. It's just a different analogy. And it's yeah. true. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, for me, it, I guess, I, one of the things that, that I believe is that it all comes from your mind and, you know, mindset and gratitude and all those are a bit cliche. They are. But the way you think and the way you process things every day is so important. And that's really where I became, uh, I, I be, I, you know, I don't know, I'm sure in your reading, you know, you've, you, you've probably read and, and learned about, you know, ego state and the voice in your head and all those things. And, and when you make that separation and you realize like that voice in your head is talking all the time and you'd like it not to, and you'd like it to say different things, it becomes a, it's kind of feels like you're going crazy. And that's sort of what happened to me. Um, and, and I guess I kind of set out to figure out, okay, how, so how do you change the way your mind works? And, uh, and yeah, that's really what, what sort of set me in motion it is like, I gotta, I gotta fix this. Um, you know, I basically, uh, I had a bit, I didn't always, I didn't really realize what it was, but I, I had a bit of OCD. I was not like a full blown, like being able to operate or function in life, but I definitely had what you would call like an obsessive personality disorder, which is where you obsess over the smallest things and you just can't get past it. And it creates a high level of anxiety and that voice in your head is just always just beating on you. And, uh, and so I became a bit obsessed with learning how to change that. That's awesome. I mean, you, you, if we all have those things like, you know, obsessive or um, just little quirks or, or I don't know what you want to call them, but yeah, got to use them to our, our advantage. We actually have to, we can actually use these things as a tool. Um, like for instance, I, I don't like routine. Like I don't like the same things over and over and over again. But when I developed my morning routine, when I got really, really set on doing it, um, it, it changed me and I'm starting to use that discomfort or that discomfort in, in the same, cause I, I will say things or I will have them read to me with my own voice. Um, every day I start my day with, you know, people call them declarations or whatever, but yeah. I, it's always what I'm working on for my mind. And I yeah. always have something. So, but I, it's powerful that when I find something has either been accomplished or I can mem I memorize it and think about it all day long, it needs to change. And so I'm like, that's my change. I get to like rewrite the script. 
And it, it, it's a lot about this stuff that goes on in your head. I heard someone say uh, not too long ago, they said, you can either listen to yourself or you can talk to yourself. Listening to yourself is just letting the subconscious do, these, do the work. And typically it's negative questioning, all these things that are preventing you from growth. Talking to yourself is a very um, you know, outcome-based, thoughtful, mindful type set that I am improving. I am doing X, Y, or Z. And I found it to be extremely powerful. So all that to say that I hate, I, I love change. So I've used it to help me grow, even yeah. though people see it as a, a negative for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. So, so a couple of things come to mind in that, you know, the first is like, you know, with your subconscious, one of the things I've learned is that your subconscious mind is a bit like a puppy. Um, and if you just let it do its thing, um, you know, your subconscious drives that voice in your head. So, I mean, it can be trained, but it's trained through repetition, right? Primarily as an adult, you know, we're trained as a kid. We've got all this stuff, this thing, you know, this thing we come out of childhood with, um, you know, that's really buried and we don't know where it came from, but, um, but you can begin to change that. And so, you know, doing what you're, you know, talking about affirmations and, and, and focus on something all day long. Um, or, you know, when you see those bad thoughts come in, you flip it. Um, or, or you, you create, you, you have to, uh, to create new thoughts, you have to have new learning and new habit. And so, you know, when you begin to do those things, you start to train that puppy and it starts to fall in line and it starts to see things in a more positive light where it starts to see the other side of things. And, um, you know, I think that is super important. Um, building that, that, um, that awareness of what's going on and the fact that you have control over it might be the nucleus for change. It, you know, when you get that, everything else kind of comes out of that center to me. Um, and, and you had, you said something else that gave me a thought and I should have wrote it down, but no, I forgot. <laughs> so we'll go with that point. <laughs> it's all good. I'm sitting here. I write things down. Otherwise it's, it's gone. So I, yeah. I, one of the driving forces for creating brotherhood of fatherhood, there, there's multiple, but, um, the beginnings of it was finding, um, you know, a tribe, uh, finding mm -hmm. I like you, like I'm going through this growth. I'm growing through this change. I've learned all these things. Now I need to have I desired to have other people to talk about through it, help mostly help through it because I didn't have, like I was searching for like, who's going to help walk me through this, this, and this. And mm -hmm. I had really important people in my life doing that. My, you know, my dad, um, Rick Loy was a, a, a gentleman recently that was on my show. He helped a lot with these growth things. And, um, but, but you always, like, I always wanted like a tribe of men, like in my similar situation growing with me and that, and looking back, I'm like, I can help provide that. Like, this is this is a big deal. I didn't have it. I might as well make it. Um, and and Josh Price was like, yes, that's amazing. So um, that's really the the roots of fatherhood. So and then it sounds to me like your podcast was kind of the same origin. I yep. want to have others around me that think the same way. I want to influence other people. And I just I think there's a um, there's a total shift that happened. I'm just going to stick to men. There's a total shift in, that happened to men. I think sometimes they call it a midlife crisis. I think sometimes it happens like at 20 years old. You know, you look at people like seriously, I'm thinking like Russell Brunson. I'm, I'm sure he had some sort of time when he had this big epiphany 
in this big moment. And it was like, it changed his focal point. And then you're able to step into success, um, whatever the success his obviously turned into billions, but <laughs> um, I'm willing to step into that success, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just, I, I, I admire that you did the same thing. You just like, okay, I'm going to take action on it. So right now, you know, you, you have, the, you have the podcast beyond the comfort zone. What yeah. are your discomforts at this point? What kind of things do you have to work on all the time? Oh man. Um, I would say one of the things that I have been trying to push through is business growth potential. Um, I have always, so I grew up on the farm. Um, and when you grow up on the farm, 90% of the times you grow up very poor. Um, and so we go back to teach, you know, talk, talking about um, what you're taught as a child and you don't know you were taught, but that begins to run your life. And, and one of the things you get taught growing up poor is that you will be poor. It's a subconscious thing and, and people goes, Oh no, no, I've always wanted to make money. Well, well, hell, I wanted to make money, but when your subconscious belief is greater that you'll fail or greater that you don't need money or whatever, you know, from a business standpoint, it will always hold you back. Yes. So um one of the things I've really begun to push into is just new opportunities. Um and because that was always really uncomfortable for me. Um the fear of failure was huge. Um, like I've got a lunch, so I'll, I'll give you an example of this. We're looking for, I think we're, when we do our cabin thing that I was talking about earlier, um, we're going to probably buy a pre-built cabin and then finish it out just to save a little bit of time. I, I have done some construction stuff and I, I'm pretty capable in that, that realm, but also I'm limited on time. So I'm looking at building a pre-built and then we just finish it the way we want. So I went to look at them and, uh, I went around town, looked at like three different spots. Uh, the girl at one of them was like, yeah, we're not going to have these anymore. Um, you know, we're probably going to, uh, they're going to take them somewhere else. And so I got in my truck and I was driving off and I was like, wait a sec, I have a spot where they can put those. Cause I own nine acres also in town where my business is. And I've got like 800 square or 800 linear feet of highway frontage where I, and I've not done anything there. So I was like, you know what? I think this might fit. So anyways, I call, I was like, who do I call to see if they want to put them there? Like, I, I think I got a spot. And uh, so anyways, the guy calls me back and uh, we talked a little bit and then all of a sudden he's trying to sell me on selling them. And I'm like, ah, man, I don't know if I got like a business, this and that. He's like, he's like, I'm just telling you, he's like, my best sales guy makes like 15 grand a month. And I'm like, okay, so when can we sit and talk about this? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I was not looking to get in that business at all, but he, you know, he throws just a small, you know, one small statement out there and I'm like, okay, I'm instantly interested where, you know, there was a time and I'd be like, oh man, I don't have time for that on this or that. And I'm like, so anyways, he's coming down Monday. We're going to go to lunch and talk about it. Maybe I can hire somebody to run that, but I've got the space. So, you know, there was a time when anything like that new, I would think, oh no, that's, there's no way I could make that much money. There's no way I could run a side business that pays six figures. There's right. no way. I, but now I'm like, oh yeah, I think I can do why, that. Why not? Right, right, right. You know, but I would always look at all the reasons I could not. Yep. And it even felt like, and when you get a little further into this, so just this last year, I built another building, opened it. And I mean, we put, you know, we were at a point where we basically put everything in. I mean, we put all our cash in, got that thing built and we didn't have any cash flow. And man, that for me, that felt super scary. So I had to take that and like, no, it's going to be okay. Somebody's going to rent it. It just, that's one of the things I do in meditation is just, I see the future, you know, focus yep. on the future for, Visions. you know, and so yes. that's it. 
you know, and, and so casting vision, um, you know, into the future, you know, what, what are, and you know, and that thing rented in two weeks, cash flows up, we've had it rented now for eight months. So we're good, you know, but, um, so I still wrestle with that sort of apprehension and it's big. I mean, and I can get really obsessed with that, but so that's where I can get really uncomfortable is trying to grow, uh, you know, cause I'm, I'm completely self-employed. Nobody, nobody gives me a paycheck if I don't make it. And so, you know, when you live in that world and you're also scared to spend money or do something new, you're not going to do very well. And so for me, that's where I've really been working in the last, you know, 12, 18 months is really pushing that, which is also why I met you, you know, moving into, um, you know, doing the level method thing, also trying to create business excellence. That's another thing. Right. You know, so I don't want to just do it. I want to do it the best way it can be done. And I, you know, level method fits in with that. So. Right. Right. I, I love the, um, you know, what I was thinking when you were talking was there, there is no end. <laughs> There's no finish line. Right. Uh, if you were to talk with like someone who you think, man, this guy has it together. Like he, and I could be wrong here. So, you know, um, just shoot me if I'm wrong, but uh, Tony Robbins, like he trains thousands and thousands and thousands of people and, and um, he coaches really, really high level people, like ridiculous. He's like, that guy's arrived. No, he's just raising his game because, I mean, I believe he's the CEO of more than 10 companies. CEO. Wow. And, you know, you talk to a CEO of a big company and they'll, they'll be like, there's no way you could do more than one. That's ridiculous. Well, there is the potential that the potential is always there. What's holding us back? Our fear and our limiting beliefs. And then our, probably our systems that we have in place to maximize time and efficiencies. And um, I love that example because, and it, it maybe, maybe I got the name wrong. Maybe it's not Tony Robbins. If it is, it's, some, it's someone like him where you're like, that mm-hmm. arrived. He's just walking. No way. He's not walking. He's just not strolling down the street. And I've never done a Tony Robbins training or anything. So I don't even know if I should endorse him. But the fact is, is that if you think you've arrived, you're, you're way too far into that comfort. And, um, I, there is no arrival. And yeah. uh, now you're seeing these incredible opportunities. Like if someone said that to me, like, Hey, you know, you could do this little sales thing. And we got the, we got the, I'd be like, I'm the guy that was going to jump on that in a millisecond. Um, but, but the growth, always looking for, for growth. I think that's, that's really powerful. Um, what is the most common area that people need work in? Because you bring, you bring people into the gym and maybe you don't have as intimate, I don't know how much you are in the daily dailies, mm-hmm. but what would you see? Are the, if our audience is, you know, all sorts of people, high achievers, um, you know, all over the place. So what's the, the biggest setback for folks? I think that it's uh, limiting beliefs. I asked, um, but still, we really need to drill it in. What's that? Did I ask this already? It seems like we've already had this conversation. <laughs> no, 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 we didn't. But um, you know, I think it's limiting beliefs because I think that limiting beliefs. Um, let's let's take the gym for instance. Um, let's say someone's overweight and they're trying to lose weight. That's probably one of the most common things we deal with. The problem is their deep belief is that they're always going to be overweight because they've tried this many times and their mom and their brother have told them they'll never lose weight. It's your genetics. Um, you know, a diet, um, you know, they want to eat right, but they believe they can't. Um, you know, you know, if you take it into, you know, like being a good father, it's like, well, um, you know, just for the sake of this podcast is like, 
well, I really want to be better with my kids, but I'm so busy and I'm this and I'm that. And I didn't have a good dad and I really want to. So you have this want to, <clears throat> but you unfortunately have these limiting beliefs underneath. Oh, yeah. um, and of course the problem is sometimes you can't see those limiting beliefs. And so I think the limited beliefs and those deep subconscious beliefs that you have yet to uncover are probably the things that hold you back the most in any area of life. Yeah. I was, um, there was, um, and you basically led me into what I was thinking because there's guys in our group who will say, well, I didn't have a good father. This isn't most of them. Most of them say they didn't have a good father. Like, look, I'm taking that as fuel. But some of them, you can tell it's an absolute 100% limitation on them. They're like, I just don't know what to do. Well, hey, there's resources out there to know what to do. Um, well, I just can't get over that my dad, you know, they're stuck in that. And that's such a limiting belief. And then the problem is, is I know they're probably going to do a really horrible job at being a father. Like, you, yeah, you're just really doing your children a disservice. You're not creating a legacy. You're creating a, like a curse, like an ongoing curse because mm-hmm. of the mindset. It's all mindset because um, I've also talked to men that had no father and have done incredibly well at raising um, adults now who are contributing society, um, providing for their family and raising their own kids to become future adults. So it's all in the mindset. It, it, yeah. it really is. And um, I think it's like, I think my challenge to men would be like, stop and think every time you have a thought about how you're doing as a, a father or a husband or an employee, if it's negative in any way, it's negative or doesn't it lacks emotion um those are two big signs that you got to work on the mindset and chances are you'll need to read a ton listen to a ton of the right kind of podcasts or or books or get a coach of some sort or a mentor it's like you got to get that shit out of your head Um, you know you just have to because it's just going to destroy you it'll destroy relationships Oh, I totally agree. And, you know, one of the things, you know, you, you talk about my, my biggest level of discomfort, um, you know, in talking about the development, probably, you know, personal development, trying to get better, probably one of the places I struggle the most to fix that to the level that I want is like with my kids. Um, because I'm, I'm very well aware of how I ought to act and how I ought to talk to them and how to do things. And I catch myself over and over and over again, having that just instant reaction, verbal mainly yep. just that verbal overreaction. Um, and you know, I, I haven't yet figured out if that comes from my parenting that I received or my perceived position as the father, like you should listen to me. And so you have this reaction, you know, and you know, they say life's kind of lived in the gaps between, you know, what happens and how you react to it. Right. So if you can create a gap uh, between what happens and, and your reaction to it, you can control almost anything. Um, I've yet to get where I can have that gap with my kids when they irritate me. (laughs) And, you know, that's one of the things I've really been working on, like, you know, working with my my, uh, 16 year old, we're putting a transmission back in his truck. Um, he's, he's pretty good mechanic. That's another thing I do is work on old cars and whatnot. And, uh, you know, he's, he's picked that up, but you know, we were working on that yesterday and it's like, I caught myself doing it, but I had a reaction before I could catch myself. I reeled it in quickly. Um, but you know, I, I just, and that's a common, that's a common thing that I struggle with. So, so anyways, I think that, you know, you can always, always, always get better. Cause I feel like I do a, a 
think I do a pretty good job um, as far as spending time with them and, and all of all of those things. But I have I have not yet perfected that that limit and that that gap, you know, between reaction. Yeah, yeah. And um one of our family um things is, you know, I was not so on the same accord, um, on the same accord. I was not raised with uh you didn't you didn't curse. It wasn't part of my or surroundings like at all, not even like in college. It was just not a part of my life until um, later. And so like I found myself using language around the kids and, um, and then I have to ask my question where, you know, is that, is it important to me? Is it not important to me? And my wife and I had this really great conversation about it and I was still finding myself struggling. So um, it, always our reaction it's the reaction where men really struggle like that you know it's like boom you want to react and um i'm the same way i know uh, josh has shared stories he's the same way i would say many many men are um so i like my practice is on my what i read every morning it's right there and i have to be super specific about it because yeah i've decided that i don't want my kids to fall into that um I, or i want them to make their own decisions on that later and um, it's just like I have always told them, and uh, I should listen to myself. I've always told them that uh, mm -hmm. if if you need to use swear words, um, if you have nothing else, it's lim it's a limit of your cognitive ability to come up with other adjectives, adverbs, and so it's a challenge, and it's a challenge for me. Uh, and so I'm like, okay, yeah, I need to model that. I need to model that because I'm saying that and I need to do that. So I have had to like work on it and I have to write it in my book and um, my journal and um, journal, such a sissy word. Um, nah. My action planner. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> my manifest. I don't know what you would want to call it. It's manly, but I have to write it and read it. And I improvements when I do that are so dramatic and same with respond. We have to change our brain. We have to change. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to be very, very. Um, you have to put it into a process or something where you cannot let it slide. So I, I, I love hearing that because I know that every father would say, "Yeah, I need to work on X, Y, and Z." But we have to identify it. We have to be willing to and work on it. And that's the, that's the beginning of success in those areas. So, well, awesome, man. I love hearing you. I think we'll probably be doing this again soon because this is this is one of my hot topics. I, I absolutely love it. Um, how can how can folks find your podcast or or anything about you? Um, well, beyond the comfort zone, um, we're on Apple and and all of those. Um, I know this podcast is probably polished and edited. Mine is not. We pretty much record it and put it up there. So all right, uh, all good. Yeah. So, uh, but the content's pretty good. Uh, so yeah, beyond the comfort zone, um, I own Connect uh, Connect Fitness, um, and uh, we're on Facebook. Um, most of my other stuff is, uh, is just, uh, I do real estate property stuff. So that's all kind of private. So really the fitness thing and then beyond comfort zone, uh, we've got some pretty good topics up there, I think. And, uh, you know, it, and it applies a lot of it applies to, to parenting may not be the specific example, but if you can master what we're talking about, it will absolutely help you in, you know, in being a father of parenting. Absolutely. And I, I don't think there's a, um, like I listened to probably like seven or eight different podcasts. Um, I'm, a, I'm a junkie for physically. What's your really hard thing that you do when, when you're kind of overcoming? Uh, I don't, is CrossFit hard enough? It's pretty hard. 
Okay, that that might be it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, gyms, you can walk into it, get coached through it, and have a good time. And and yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us, uh, and uh, thank you everybody for listening to this episode of the Brotherhood of Fatherhood. And uh, if you enjoyed this, please do us a solid and subscribe. If you have not joined our Facebook group. Uh, Chris, are you in our Facebook group? I am. Yes, I am. Yeah, I actually need to answer that. So be cool like <laughs> and um, get into our Facebook group, group, the Brotherhood of Fatherhood, not the page. The page, you follow the page, whatever. Women can follow the page. Men need to be in Brotherhood of Fatherhood Facebook group, and you need to be listening to podcasts that help you learn and get better. So I know of two. So uh, thank you very much to our listeners. Have a great day.